This is the very first episode of the Real Change Log in 2024. And I want to express my sincere gratitude to every single one of you. I started this podcast in March of last year, and I think I've had enough time to experiment with how I want this podcast to go. And um, one of the most important things for me to figure out was finding my cadence, and I think I found it. I, I'll be producing content every two weeks. That means two episodes every month. And with that, I'll be alternating uh, between raw updates from the Rails and Ruby ecosystem and interviews with uh, exceptional guests, some of which you've heard from already. I have a lot more lined up for 2024, but I'll also like to remind you that if you can, inside of your podcast player, um, one way to help the podcast grow, (laughs) I almost said channel, one of the ways to help the podcast grow is to rate the Rails changelog five stars. Rating the podcast in your applications would mean that um, whatever player you're using would push the Rails changelog in front of people who might be interested. So if you can do that, I would be really grateful and I will appreciate it. Just a small announcement. I used to post Ruby on Rails tips on my personal Twitter account but the Ruby on Rails Foundation and I are working together now to have these tips on the official Twitter and LinkedIn account for the foundation. One way for the foundation and I to know that these tips mean something to you is to like them. What you can do on top of that is to repost or retweet these tips and share them with other developers. Reposting them means that you're sharing knowledge that would otherwise be unknown to other Ruby on Rails developers. Okay, so you'd agree with me that this past year marked a notably successful year for Rails and for the Ruby programming language. Last year, we saw the release of Rails 7.1, which to me feels like the best release of Rails since the beginning of Rails. And to the best of my knowledge, this is the first time the Rails team has decided to make the milestones of the next Rails version public. If you ask me, I'd say this is this is truly commendable because uh, making the plans of the next version of Rails publicly available means developers can plan and prepare accordingly, knowing what's coming next. Also, it sort of like instills some kind of trust Um, Not like I don't trust the Rails team, um, but being this open means that we get to see what's happening inside of Rails. Everything is out there in the open and we can take part in conversations around the features that the Rails team wants to introduce. I would like to quickly go over some of the features coming to Rails 8 that I'm particularly excited about. First on the list is progressive web apps, PWAs. PWAs are applications built with traditional web technologies that try to act like they are native applications. In that sense, what I mean is that with PWAs, uh, you can get push notifications, you can get um, home screen shortcuts, you can even have um, splash screens. But the real selling point for me about PWAs is you can have all of your assets uh, downloaded onto the user's device so that anytime a user launches your application, it feels very snappy. It can even be faster than the service that you provide through traditional means, that is uh, through a web browser. Ruby on Rails supporting this, I think, well, you can say it's a bad idea, 
And as far as I know, it's only there's only a handful of um, frameworks that support PWAs out of the box. So Rails joining the PWA party is a win for all of us. Rails 8 is coming inbuilt with a rate limiting feature. Uh, traditionally, Ruby on Rails developers have uh, relied on tools like Rack Attack to do rate limiting, but now you would have access to a very simple API that helps you uh, do rate limiting on your endpoints. The difference between what Rails is bringing to the table and what's available already in Rack Attack is Rack Attack allows us to do um, way more than just rate limiting. With Rack Attack, you can uh, manage IPs, block them, and and whatnot. To be able to use this new rate limiting feature inside of Rails 8, your application should have a Redis server running. And also you should have the Credis Jam, specifically version 1.7 and up, bundled inside of your application. These are the only requirements to be able to use this uh, feature in Rails 8. Hey, Emmanuel Hayford here, and I want to tell you about AppSignal. AppSignal is a no-brainer monitoring for smart developers that allows you to track errors and performance in your apps. With AppSignal, you get beautiful dashboards that provide deep insights to quickly get to the root cause of problems. It's easy to set up, and with real human support, you'll be ready to track and crash bugs within minutes after installation. Check AppSignal out at appsignal.com. That's A-P-P-S-I-G-N-A-L.com. Another reason I'm eagerly anticipating Rails 8 is that Rails 8 is going to have a generator for basic authentication. Now, one of the reasons Rails 7.1 took quite so long was that the Rails team wanted to set up all the building blocks uh, to help build authentication inside of Rails. It looks like most, if not all, of these building blocks are right now in place for a generator to be built for Rails applications. For a long time, Ruby on Rails developers have relied on device to build authentication systems. But from what I know, at some point in time, it looked like device wasn't quite ready for the front-end tooling that we had for Rails. So lots of uh, developers had problems doing integrations with device and hotwire. I think these problems have, have been fixed. But nonetheless, it feels good to have a generator, much like how the scaffold generator works, come inbuilt with Rails that we can use to build basic authentication systems with. This is just a subset of some of the things that I'm looking forward to in Rails 8. Of course, I could have talked about the fact that Rails 8 would be replacing uh, Sprocket with PropShaft, and then also the fact that the Rails theme is considering having a default Rails LSP to help with development. These are all nice features, among several other features that I wouldn't have time to go over. I encourage you to check out the Rails 8 milestones, which is publicly available on GitHub. And with my new release schedule, uh, you know that next two weeks, I'll have an interview. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Rails Changelog. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>